You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hey, Laura. Hey, Lindsay. Happy birthday to us. Happy one year (laughs) birthday to us and the American Girl Women podcast. Lindsay, to me, this feels like it's been both way longer than a year and also uh, like a year has flown by. Yeah, I fully agree. It's hard to like put a direct length of time on this, but I'm so proud of us. I cannot believe we're celebrating one full year of American Girl Women. Same here. And I think that we went into this hoping that we would have listeners and people who are interested in the same things as we were. But I think at the beginning of it all, this was really something that we just felt like we wanted to do for ourselves and like hopefully people would listen. But if not, you know, that's okay because we were having fun. Totally. Thinking back, I had zero expectations. We had our dream guest list, of course, many of whom we've either recorded with or have been in contact with already to record on a future date. But it's just been so exciting. And I'm just so grateful for the AGW community and to connect with people from all over the world and form a little community of people that have such fond memories and experiences of AG. It really has been. And I think that the best thing about it, in my opinion, is just realizing how many other people were feeling the same way we did about wanting these memories to be unlocked. And, you know, I hope that we've sparked some people to revisit their collections or walk down memory lane in some way, shape or form when they weren't already planning on doing that. Because that's sort of what it's been like, I think is just surprises around every corner. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I, I never would have thought we would have like enough content to like still keep this podcast going and have like fresh, relevant conversations week after week. But it's been such a joy to you know, record with you, Laura, and then also all of our guests. And it's cool to think about like the progression too of our episodes, like our very early episodes were all our coworkers, right? As some of you may know, we work together. So naturally we went to our coworkers first, who we knew shared a love of American girl, both past and present. And many of these episodes were recorded in the summer and fall before we launched. These were our first episodes of recording ever when we are still trying to figure things out. Becca's episode, which we launched as episode number two, was a complete test episode. Like we didn't know what this could be. We figured we'd probably have to re-record it, but we put that (laughs) as one of our first episodes. So we recorded with Becca and Maddie and Tasha and Jamie and Danny. And from these conversations, I think we realized that we had something here with the concept of AGW. 
that there was depth and meaning and so much joy in revisiting American Girl memories. And Tasha Bradley's episode particularly comes to mind. She was our fourth episode, I believe. And our conversation with her was really the first time we veered into the sentimentality of American Girl. And it was really beautiful to connect with her in this way, especially after working so closely together for so long. And by closely, I mean that quite literally. Our desks were next to each other for many years, and American Girl never came up between us. So to hear of its impact on Tasha growing up was really wonderful, and in a way, kind of an aha moment for us, I think, that there were so many others out there like us that we could connect with. If we could find so many of our coworkers that had had the shared experience with American Girl, then there must be so many other people out there to also connect with and really infinite stories to hear and to share. Yes. And also, I just want to give a shout out to all of our coworkers who obviously have participated in the podcast, but also I just feel like we received so much support or yes. anytime like we bring it up at work, people are so supportive and just so wonderful about it. So I think that Lindsay and I really appreciate that our, our coworkers have really supported us on this journey and, you know, celebrated our achievements as well. And our company is growing pretty quickly. So I feel like we're going to be probably having more co-workers on at some <laughs> point. But it was just so nice to like start from that perspective of having so much support from that area of our lives right away. And Definitely. then I would say after getting some of our co-workers involved, Lindsay and I gathered friends from various points mm -hmm. of our lives that had not really even talked about American Girl with us right recently at all or maybe ever as part of our friendships it's just not something we had discussed with a lot of them but it was like a new way to connect and relate even with people that we've been friends with for like 10 or 15 years that is such a good point it really like unearthed things in our friendships conversations that I had never had before with some of my girlfriends. Like I was shocked when Airly showed off her collection last year on an early episode where she had the full collection of American girls. She was rewigging them. I had no idea that was even possible or like Missy who I had over one night and I was like, Hey, like come on the podcast. And she was like, I have no memories. Like, I don't even know what I would talk about. <laughs> and then she had an American girl birthday party. She went to a Samantha tea party. Yeah. Like, people had so many more memories and it's been fun chatting with everybody to kind of bubble these up back to the surface. I loved Lucy and Amalia. My mom absolutely loved their episode too the sisters <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my gosh I I feel like they were people that I had spoken to about American Girl prior to having them on this podcast so it was really great to like get to dive in deeper with both of them together because I think like as we've learned from so many of our listeners like it really is a 
different dynamic if you have siblings that are also into it. And we had your friend Shannon Kelly on, who I loved hearing about her experience with American Girl and how she connected with her grandma on it. I also loved getting to talk with my childhood best friend, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she and I were friends from basically birth on. So American Girl was a hugely formative part of our growing up together. And I love how now whenever we're at home, uh, where we're both from the same hometown, it's like an opportunity for us to like reminisce or find new things. It, it became like a new way for us to continue to connect, even though, you know, now we're adults. So that has been so wonderful. But you're you're right that a lot of people who we've asked to be on the podcast that were our friends were like, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to remember anything. Or I was like, barely interested. Right. And like, we'll get it out of you. Oh my goodness. We really will. It's also been super interesting talking to friends that I've met along the way in the beauty industry too. We had Mm -hmm. an episode that gets referenced quite often with Julia Talisman. (laughs) If y'all haven't listened to that one, go check it out. It has one of the best titles. A Samantha girl in a Molly world. (laughs) (laughs) Julia received Molly as a gift when she was younger though she is very distinctly a Samantha. And there's a really funny video that someone had posted using a soundbite of something that Julia had shared with Molly kind of being featured in the video, like wiping away a tear, just kind of (laughs) standing there bewildered at the words that were coming from the podcast. That was so fun. We also had Marianne Michescu on twice First hearing about her experience with AG last spring. And then we had her back on for a review of the Samantha Christmas movie last month. I first got to know her years and years ago through my role in PR when she was a beauty editor at InStyle. And our friendship has grown since then. And it's so cool to have AG also in common. And hopefully we'll have her back on for a third time. Yes. And, you know, for me, what our listeners may or may not be aware that halfway through this like podcasting journey or less than halfway through, like a few months ago, I moved to Los Angeles. So the fact that we were able to have some LA gals on the podcast who, you know, I'm now able to like keep in touch with has been incredible. So it's, it's just amazing, like the things that will bring people together. Right. Um, and it's what's so crazy is that I feel like obviously American Girl is the through line for this podcast, but mm-hmm. we really talk about so much on this podcast that's not just American Girl. We've talked about Little House on the Prairie. We've talked about Anne of Green Gables. We've talked about A Little Princess. Like, (laughs) There's really so many topics of just general nostalgia that we've been able to dive into, which has been really fun. And I, I hope everybody like appreciates that little like extra bit where we all remember American Girl, of course, but we're all just like in this specific moment in time too that we can harken back to. Absolutely. 
And then Laura, I looked this up because I think this is a really special turning point for our podcast as well, is that we started to record with listeners and Billy was our first guest that we had on and we received an email from Billy in March at the end of March. So we are still a very new podcast at that point. And I didn't know like who was listening to us at that time. And, you know, now we've been able to connect with so many incredible people that we've met through the podcast, like Amy, (laughs) Lauren, Emily, Leah from Sweden. And we had, I don't think any expectation of what it would be like to connect with someone we didn't immediately know. And most times leaving with new friends and people we've stayed in really close touch with. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up because I was also going to say, I feel like having Billy on was a real turning point in our journey because it was the first indication, I think for us that we were also like building a community and not just speaking into the void (laughs) essentially, which... (laughs) I think we, you know, we knew probably that we were having some people out there relating and listening, of course, but getting an email from a listener the way Billy reached out to us was just like a dream come true because Mm -hmm. it just made us feel so like seen and heard and understood. So having her on was amazing. And I think she was also the first guest to really give us insight as to how they're bringing American Girl into their child's life as well. So it was the first time we had really gotten that perspective, which was amazing. Right? Oh, that's such a good point. And then also we have to talk about our mom episodes. I absolutely love these. (laughs) Our moms have really been super supportive, obviously, but Uh you know, I'm so glad we gave them that platform (laughs) to speak their truth on because (laughs) I I think like Lindsay, I think your mom more so so than mine had some like hesitations. (laughs) Or like first Lindsay's um first Lindsay's mom couldn't wait to come on then. She wasn't sure. She suggested (laughs) it. And then when it was time to do it. (laughs) she totally wanted to cancel (laughs) oh my god my mom I feel like she simply couldn't wait to to be on there and both of our moms now I think even follow each other on Instagram which Uh, is so cute truly so sweet and they've just been so supportive throughout all of this and we will definitely have them back on we are brainstorming ideas for a future episode with them both so yes (laughs) we'll all look forward to that (laughs) yes stay tuned but you know one of the things I really like about the questions we ask but specifically when it came to the moms episode was that they were able to tell us what they were like when they were kids and that also about how we were as kids because I feel like as adults now we don't really get to hear our mom's perspectives on what we were like as kids in that way and then also you know I'm not really talking to my mom a ton about things that like she, you know, like to play with necessarily as kids on a regular basis. So right. I thought that was very special. Right. I feel like I learned so much 
about you, about myself, about my Mm -hmm. mother, about your mother, Mm -hmm. like, and we definitely would not be having those conversations otherwise. So that was really, really fun. I told told my brothers to listen to our mom's episode, but I don't know if they ever did, but I'm curious. (laughs) My my brother should listen too. I'm sure his girlfriend listened because she's the sweetest, but yeah, like I think he would enjoy hearing that. I know my dad listened um, and (laughs) I uh, think that my dad is raring to go with his episode that he wants to have about putting together some American Girl doll furniture. So dad, your time will come soon. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And then reaching into the American Girl community in so many ways, we've had such interesting guests on who have interacted with AG in you know several capacities now. Yeah. So we had Carly Eldridge on to hear what it was like to be a model for American Girl in the 90s. I was just hanging on to every single word that she said. I could not have been more captivated. Yes. Her episode was so interesting because obviously, you know, she gave us insight as to what it was like to be a model for AG, but also just on many other things behind the scenes that Mm -hmm. there were things that she brought (laughs) up that I wouldn't have even thought of to ask about, which was pretty cool. So yeah, she was just an amazing guest and a huge wealth of knowledge on, you know, one of the best periods in American Girl history. Absolutely. And we have some great episodes coming up with people from the AG universe. I could share that next week's episode features Ashley May, who was an actress at the American Girl Theater in Chicago. And Ashley will be sharing all about her experience working with AG for so many years. And I know that many of our listeners either had the privilege of attending an American Girl show, or they always dreamed about going like I did. So we are so excited to have this interview air next week. Yes, that is going to be so exciting. I simply cannot wait to have everybody get to hear about that one too. Because again, like so many burning questions and yet there were things that I didn't even think to ask that were revealed by her. And Ashley is just such a delight. We are now friends. We text regularly. We actually went to see the Nutcracker together when she was visiting New York City over the holidays. And I'm just so grateful that the AG universe brought us together. And I mean, I would say we also have had very recently some AG friends on that are, you know, a lot of our listeners probably were familiar with from the community right away. So a couple weeks ago, we had Abby on, um, username Abigail Gabble um, mm-hmm. on TikTok and Instagram, who makes amazing TikToks with her two Kirsten dolls and one Samantha. Um, (laughs) She was an amazing, fun guest to have on, I think, simply because she's really capturing the way that you can, like, memify being interested in American Girl as an adult. 
I loved our episode with Elizabeth, who y'all may know as just poshed it on Instagram, where she is sharing her AG inspired fashion finds. She is absolutely amazing. And she was so great to connect with. I feel like we're friends. We are always DMing back and forth. I adore her so, so much. And then Stafford too, American Girl Therapy. That was such a great conversation that we had with Stafford, who we have been communicating with throughout the year, who posts such insightful content surrounding American Girl. And it was so fun to hear her perspective and to finally connect with her. That was such a great conversation. Seriously, it was. We also had Monica on who was sharing her experience as a paper doll in the American Girl magazine. So, so cool. Yes. And she had another, uh, I feel like almost like very like sensitive and thoughtful approach to the American Girl historic books and like the writing of American Girl and how that's perceived by girls. So she's, you know, a great listen as well. And I mean, I think just the cherry on top of these American Girl community friends that we've been able to talk with were you know two people that we had been chasing aspirations (laughs) to have on our podcast since day one Lindsay Mm -hmm. and I are huge fans of theirs the dolls of our lives podcast gals Mary and Allison we just have so much respect for the keen historical eye in which they Mm -hmm. dissect American Girl. They're also both extremely funny. One of the things I loved about their podcast right away was that I was laughing out loud at their commentary. And they also just have so many great interests outside of American Girl that, you know, we were able to touch on. Mm -hmm. But they're incredible. So having them on was a dream come true. It really was. They were at the very top of our list when we were dreaming of all of the guests that we would love to have come on one day. And to have that come to fruition and leave with two friends, I have nothing but the best and kindest words to say about Allison and Mary. They are so intelligent, so clever, hilarious, and I next on the list is meeting them in person and all <laughs> getting together. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, stay tuned for more potential collabs in the mm-hmm. future. We have a lot more we could have unpacked yep. and, may- and maybe will. So, Oh my goodness. Truly. <laughs> we could have talked for hours and hours with them for sure. The, the wonderful thing about all these guests is that I feel like they each brought something so unique and different to their yep. episodes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I feel like all of our conversations are pretty unique. You know, even if we're asking similar questions to our guests, I feel like the conversation always flows in a different direction. And it's really incredible to hear how many different AG experiences there could be. It's really infinite. Like it, it was so personal to everybody. So true. There was no one who I feel like didn't have like a very personal like a attachment to some aspect of AG. And, you know, even people that we had on the podcast that didn't have dolls as kids, like were able to really give us like 
such a wonderful perspective on how they were still able to engage with it. So, you know, I think having Ashley and Mm -hmm. having Maddie give their perspective, we're going to have more upcoming guests who are going to sort of share their thoughts on American Girl who didn't engage with the dolls directly, but had other entry points. And I think it's so important to like consider that as well, because American Girl was definitely very like at foremost about dolls and collecting doll clothing, etc. But also just about reading and learning Mm -hmm. and education tools and being a good friend and growth and change and how you navigate that as a kid. And I think, you know, shedding a light on some of the other aspects outside of the dolls was one of the things that I, you know, didn't even consider how wonderful that would be. Absolutely. That is such a great uh, perspective. And I'm so happy we're able to share those stories and just how many ways there were to interact with American Girl and bring all these stories to life. And then Laura, about every fourth or fifth episode that we do with a guest, we also just have uh, episodes where it's me and you just chatting too. Yes. Usually, usually <laughs> for uh, catalog reviews, we're having conversations about very niche topics in the catalog and really examining all of the pages, which are always so fun to do together. Yes, I love doing the catalog reviews because I think the catalog for me is one of the strongest touch points Mm -hmm. I have with my American Girl memories. So when we are able to go through those together and we have ranked pretty much every (laughs) item in the catalog. Oh my god. I mean, and we could still rank even more items. It's it's right? so crazy how much we've been able to cover without running out of rankings to do. But Seriously. we we have gotten to give our harsh and sometimes generous feedback on many, <laughs> many different ensembles and collections. Oh my God. It's so true. Laura, what were some of your favorite catalog review episodes that we've done? Oh gosh, let's see. Well, I loved doing the holiday outfits more recently. Mm-hmm. I loved doing the birthday outfits yes. because those I feel like were just such a go-to for a lot of people. I loved doing the mini rooms as mm-hmm. well. That was so fun and unexpected because mm-hmm. we're right? just just as baffled by them today as I was as a kid <laughs> so and it was fun for me to like be able to show that to you because you hadn't really engaged with that right that yes. was so cool to look into something that was completely new to me the birthday episode also ranks very high on my list and Laura that is the only episode that we've had to re-record I- oh my gosh <laughs> I was in Germany for almost two months last summer. I was in a hotel. I didn't bring my microphone with me, but we had like recorded all of our episodes up until that point. And we were always planning to have a little break in August, but around our birthday, we wanted to have the birthday outfit episode launch. And (laughs) I'm in Germany. I don't have my microphone. And the sound quality was so terrible that I was coming back to New York a few days after that, which I don't know why we didn't just wait until I got back from my trip (laughs) to record. It didn't make any sense. I was in this like tiny hotel room, but I was like, I'll record. But it sounded so bad. And then 
I asked to re-record it and we did. And I feel like we had like a totally different conversation than we had like even a few days before. Like there's always like new things that come up. It's really interesting. It's so true. It definitely did not feel like we were just like trying to make all the same jokes and like repeat all the same stuff. It was, (laughs) it was definitely felt like an organic conversation and it's incredible that that's only happened once also. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I also love the episode where we had $500 to spend in the catalog. It was the passport to our AG pastime episode. That was so fun. (laughs) That was so fun. I loved it because I was able to live out like a childhood fantasy, essentially. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It's funny how like you chose like a few high ticket items and really like maximize that $500 in a way that I was like, I don't know. I was getting like a million different things. I think I had like 15 things on my wish list, but they're all like this outfit and then this. And I tried to do something from like everyone's collection and then some. I know I was ruthless. I was like, I'm only getting the things that I love. Um, (laughs) It's actually very similar to how I actually collected American Girl items. I Mm -hmm. really capitalized on those big ticket items and didn't really like invest a lot in like the outfits and accessories. But (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that that one was so much fun. It And, you know, it made me just honestly want to buy stuff even though I know I shouldn't. (laughs) Oh my God, honestly. And I feel like that concept would be really fun to do with future guests too. Mm. Like as a little potential segment, you know, see what, see what our guests want. Like having that $500, of course, you know, it wasn't real, but it was really fun to go into the catalog knowing that I could spend it on anything I wanted. Yeah, no, absolutely. Lindsay, when you think back on all the different you know, types of episodes that we've been able to record just with our friends, with listeners and the AG community, with each other going through the catalogs. Is there something that you're dying to cover that we haven't yet? I really, really, really want to have one of the models from the 80s who were in the catalog wearing the girl size clothing. Yes. How about you? I think that I am so excited to, at some point, really unpack the whole girl of the year concept because, Mm -hmm. you know, not to get too into it now, but I feel like obviously there's been a shift from present day American girl back to like our time where they're very heavily leaning into like the modern aspect of it. And I feel like girl of the year is almost like the stand-in now for a lot of like the historic elements that we loved back when Mm -hmm. we were kids it feels like those girl of the year characters are very well fleshed out so I would love to go back to the beginning of girl of the year and trace them year by year obviously uh our listeners may recall that I was a proud Kaylee owner (laughs) um as my last uh doll that was not a historic doll purchased at the New York City store. So, you know, I would love to just like sort of get back inside my own head and be like, why was I drawn to her and see what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. We have a really great episode that's coming up with someone who worked as a visual merchandiser at an American Girl store. 
And she shared some interesting perspectives on girl of the year. And I had like no concept of the girl of the year. And that is a huge opportunity to learn on my end and explore all of those different dolls and personalities. So I'm really excited to dig into that a bit as well. Yes, I think it'll be really interesting. Also, because I think that's where they do a lot of their representation is very heavily, I think, invested in like these modern main characters, Mm -hmm. as well as the historic characters. But I think like where a lot of people are seeing like stories they they can identify with, it's coming from like the girl of today and like girl of the year stuff. So I think it could be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm excited for that. Have any of your opinions on American Girl changed over the year? Yes. I think that going into this conversation when we first started the podcast or like first looking at catalogs together, I think that I was heavily identifying with Samantha Mm -hmm. And remembering, like, playing with her and, like, I think that what I've realized is how much of an effect actually Josefina and getting Josefina Mm. had on me. Yeah. Um, I would say that I've, like, reignited my love for Josefina. So I think that changed a little bit because I definitely went into this as, like, a tried and true Samantha yeah I also think that it's given me appreciation for dolls that I like never considered for myself like Kirsten I have sort of like a renewed respect for her whole collection and her story I feel like I just wasn't super interested in her as a kid but now you know that we've looked super in-depth at her collection and Mm -hmm. gotten a sense of like also you know other people that had her and how much they loved her I feel like I'm like on board yeah I agree I I feel the same way I feel like I identified more as a Samantha girl in my 20s going into my 30s I did not have Samantha as people may know I had Felicity growing up and I feel like I grew in my appreciation for Kirsten and Addie and as well as Molly, which is really surprising. And it might be surprising to some of our listeners who've listened in from the very start, but Molly has such a cute collection that is very underrated. Yeah. I mean, she has so many cute things and she's got very interesting stories as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that... There's something to appreciate about all of them, honestly. Definitely. But I will say something that has remained constant is my love for Felicity's summer dress. (laughs) Yes. And I'm sure your love for Samantha's breast bed. Undying love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Some things are just classics for a reason. Right. Honestly, I really dream about getting a cat one day. I can't in my current apartment, not a lot of have pets, but as soon as I live somewhere where I can, I'm getting myself a cat and I'm buying Samantha's bed for the cat. I love it. I love that idea. I think that will look so good. (laughs) Right. It's so, it's so cute. Oh my God. But I have no need for it. I don't have a need for a, a little tiny brass bed in my apartment right now. 
not right now, but someday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lindsay, when it comes down to all the episodes that we've recorded, do you know what your top five would be that you'd recommend to someone who maybe just started listening or hasn't gone back or doesn't know where to start? That is such a great question. Okay. In no particular order, I would recommend Carly's episode for the ultimate American girl of the 90s and 2000s to hear that and what it was like to be a model for the brand. I absolutely loved our conversation with Dolls of Our Lives. I would also suggest Oh my God, this is so hard. It's so hard. So hard. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm like, after those two, I'm looking right now at our list of episodes that we've done. And I, oh God, it's so hard to choose. Maybe if I had to choose a catalog episode, I would, maybe I would choose the birthday episode or the furniture episode. I think for really fun Mm -hmm. catalog reviews we've done. But aside from that, I just adore all of the conversations that we've had and I can't pick. What about I know. You? Ugh, okay. So my top, obviously Carly and Dolls of Our Lives are top for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're just like for the American girl lover. Those are a right. must. I love Lucy and Amalia's episode. We've We've mentioned several times. It's just so great. Uh, Julia's episode is great. Uh, yes. <laughs> so funny. She's hilarious. Marianne's episode is wonderful. And the moms. I love the moms. And Billy being like our first listener to have on. I think that that was amazing. But like these, I'm just like leaving out ones that I think are great to Jenna with her handwritten story about like pioneer times. Oh my goodness. Incredible. Right. I love Kira's um, episode with her history with the St. Lucia day. Yes. And then leading back into Leah's episode that we mentioned earlier. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I feel like these have all been such great conversations and I'm so grateful for all of our guests and sharing their memories with all of us. Mm, they're so great. And like, even as I name, like my top episodes, I'm looking at like who we have upcoming and I'm just like, oh my God, there's so many good ones. I'm so excited. Oh my (laughs) goodness. We have so many amazing episodes coming up. I'm so excited. And for our listeners, just so everyone is aware, if you want to share your story and have a really unique story to share in our Instagram bio, there is a link to our a link tree that has a Google form that you could fill out to nominate yourself to be on an episode. So it's a short little form to fill out and share your experiences with us. And we'll get in touch if you're a fit for a future episode. Yes, we would love to hear from you guys. A lot of the people that we've named on this podcast you know, we got in touch with them because they reached out and they were like, I have an amazing story. So please feel free to do that. We love to make friends with our community. And it's, you know, so amazing that we get to have this like platform that we can share these (laughs) shared experiences on. Yeah. Now, Laura, I have to ask you, if you were to have a dinner party, (laughs) (laughs) 
which two American Girl characters would you be inviting? Ugh. You'd think I would have an answer ready for this because (laughs) we ask it at the end of every episode. I think if I could have two characters, I would like to have Cornelia from Samantha's stories. Mm-hmm. And maybe Felicity. Ooh. Because I feel like Felicity and Cornelia are almost like informing each other's like Felicity's history is almost like informing Cordelia's present. And I feel like they right. would have like a lot in common with like being independent and being women who are able to make their own choices and being somewhat political. Yes. Um, so I feel like they would be well matched with each other. And even though like I thought about saying like Samantha and Felicity because like technically Samantha is like from the time period in which women mm-hmm. are getting a lot more rights. I think Cornelia is just such an interesting character that hasn't been super fleshed out necessarily because we only get her as like a supporting character. Right. And then I think it would give some interesting insight as to like who Felicity would become as a woman. Yes. Fully. Oh, I love that answer, Laura. That would be such an interesting conversation. <laughs> I wish this could actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what about you? I think I would choose Rebecca for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. She grew up in a similar-ish time period to my own grandmother and had, you know, a lot of similarities with her family life and growing up in New York. And I would just be so interested to chat with her about what life was like in New York at that time, because I believe she lived in the Lower East Side. And that is one of the neighborhoods that I lived in, um, in New York, in my very early, early days of moving to the city. So definitely Rebecca. And then, oh my goodness, who would, who, oh, I probably would choose Grand Mary. Oh my goodness. I feel like there are so, actually, would I choose Grand Mary? (laughs) I don't know. Actually, I'd really like to have Cornelia, but if you're having her at your dinner party, I don't think she could be in two places at once, (laughs) but (laughs) maybe I'll have Uncle Gar join. (laughs) Well, you know what I think is interesting, would be really interesting, would be to have Rebecca and Samantha Mm -hmm. or like Rebecca's mother and Cornelia oh yes because I think Rebecca is like 1914 right and Samantha's 1904 and those time periods are obviously for all intents and purposes like the same Mm -hmm. and yet they have such different backgrounds and they both live in New York City and they're so different yeah absolutely you know I would love to read the series side by side to see how they reflect off of each other and what the similarities might be from those two time periods and perspectives. I think that would be so interesting. For sure. That would be super interesting. And then, I mean, even like 
20 years after Rebecca, you get like Kit, who mm-hmm. I feel like is is so different from both of them. I feel like right. Kit's almost more like Molly in terms of like what she was experiencing. Yeah, definitely. Well, Lindsay, I have a question for you. Which American Girl doll would the Simpsons sisters have? Laura, this is a great question. We have spent many, many hours studying Ashley and Jessica. And you know what? I would say Ashley would have Felicity. I think that Ashley is very strong-willed. She seems like she's always done things her own way. Mm -hmm. She falls, she gets back up. I would match her with Felicity. Jessica, on the other hand, is a little bit of a conundrum, but I might put Jessica as a Molly. Really? Now, why do you say that? Jessica is an underdog. Mm -hmm. And she always has been. From her very early days of losing out on the Mickey Mouse Club against Brittany and Christina, she still persevered against all odds making it in the music industry, whereas Molly faced her own struggles to get to be Miss Victory. So they are both performers. They love to entertain. Molly and Jessica both have a goofy side, and they both support the U.S. military, Molly helping with the war effort in many ways throughout her series during World War II, and Jessica singing for the troops in the Middle East. I think that... I didn't see it at first, but I think your rationale for Molly is so spot on. So spot on. But she she takes off her glasses and she becomes Samantha. Final answer. Yeah, exactly. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I wish I could know whether or not they actually had American Girl. Right? We've talked about it here and there, but I'm curious because we've had so many different answers on these two and I'm curious to hear your approach but who are your Mary-Kate and Ashley choosing for their dolls so oh it's so tough because like the instinct is for you to be like Ashley is Samantha Mm Mary-Kate is like a Felicity or a Molly Mm -hmm. I do feel strongly that Mary-Kate's a Felicity Yes. Um, I think that it would be too easy to be like, oh, she's a Molly because she's a tomboy. It's like, no, Mary-Kate was like a tomboy, but like she was so chic. Right. And I feel like that's why she's Felicity. I feel yep. like she really like would take those characters that they'd give her that would be like the rougher, less girly one. Like Mary-Kate was being given like the roles that were like more interesting the Rizzo Mm -hmm. and Grace if you would sure and I feel like that's who Felicity sort of is as a character is like she might not be the most glamorous or the most likable Mm -hmm. or the most like traditionally feminine but she is a really interesting character so definitely Mary-Kate, to me, is Felicity. Now, while I do think that there are elements of Ashley that are Samantha, I feel like that really just comes from, like, 
the like it takes two mentality of sort of like Ashley having like the more glamorous like sort of like rich girl background right but I actually think that Ashley is very conventional and not in a bad way but she just if we look at like who she plays in some of the movies like let's take New York Minute like she's an overachiever like mm-hmm. very tightly wound gal if we take uh switching goals she <laughs> is the sister that doesn't in fact want to play soccer um she's more of a girly girl I think that with that sort of attitude of like being very sure of herself but also like very I don't want to say conventional, like it's a bad thing, but like, you know, be very happy to like be in her specific state. I think that like she could actually be a Josefina. Mm, Interesting. Yes. And I feel like she's like very inclined to like do the right thing and be very responsible. And I feel like that speaks to Josefina. And, you know, if she's going to like take a risk, it's like for the right reasons. Right. Definitely. And she seems, like, very sensitive to others. Yeah. Oh, I love that answer, Laura. That is a perspective that we haven't heard before with our guests. I feel like a lot of – we tackle this duo a lot with the celeb question. And I'm always super, super curious, you know, to hear everyone's different thoughts on it. But that was so well thought out and, like, really nailed their personalities. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I I really had to dig back into the well of Mary-Kate and Ashley movies that I've seen. It honestly makes me want to want to rewatch. Oh my goodness. I have been seeing clips of It Takes Two all over my For You page recently. And <laughs> I think I'm going to find it. I think it's, I think it's streaming now. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you can't forget about you know, the three sitcoms that they were on, obviously Full House, but then Two of a Kind, and then So Little Time. Oh my goodness. I loved Two of a Kind and So Little Time so much. They were so good. Ugh. They were just like, Mary-Kate and Ashley just permeated my thoughts and interests at that time. And one of the things that I did find when I was looking for my American Girl dolls was my Mary-Kate and Ashley Barbies and they were definitely (laughs) looking a little a little rough but you know the Mary-Kate one did have shorter hair than the Ashley one and I believe (laughs) the Ashley was wearing like a red outfit and Mary-Kate was wearing a blue outfit oh my god I love that Well, Laura, this has been so fun. It's absolutely amazing to think that we are celebrating our first birthday at AGW. And I just want to thank all of our amazing listeners and everyone in the AGW community. We are so, so grateful for you all listening in every week. It means so very much to us. We truly could not be more appreciative of you all. And we're just so grateful to connect with you all. 
Yes, honestly, everything Lindsay said was perfect. It describes exactly how I feel, but we're excited to have one year with you guys down and hopefully get to meet and engage with even more of you in the next year. So we can't wait. And also, just as a little fun birthday bonus, we asked you guys to send us on our voicemail some stories of your American Girl birthday related experiences. So we picked a couple and we're going to play them for you. So please enjoy. Hi, my name is Taylor. This is split off into two parts. The first part is I turned nine on in August 2001 and I blew out my candles and wished to be just like an American Girl doll. And then 9-11 happened three weeks later and I like connected the dots and blamed myself for 9-11 because American girls always go through historical events when they're nine. And I was going through an historical event when I was nine. So I like, kept that as like my deepest, darkest secret for years until I realized like, oh, I, that was not my fault. <laughs> my second part of the story is my mom made this very iconic nice birthday party for my twin sister and I using the American Girl party book with the historical original six historical characters, great crafts, who brought their dolls. We dressed up. It was amazing. Um, our cake had an ant infestation in it like the day before and my mom like was like oh it's just like samantha but she was right because it was just like samantha with the ants and the cookies and the samantha book hi my name um is whitney roth um i'm calling with a birthday story and when i was younger um when i was 11 actually one of my best friends had an american girl themed birthday party and it was um based off of the american girl samantha and one of the things that was around when I was younger were theater kits. And so we had, for her birthday party, the Samantha theater kit. Um, and we actually um, did a play from the theater kit. And so the characters um, were Samantha Parkington, um, Nellie, Grand Mary, Uncle Guard, Eddie, and Mrs. Ryland. Um, and we did, we performed the play at her birthday party. Um, and it sticks in my mind because I was, um, I can't remember if I volunteered or if this was just um, because I had short hair or what, but I actually ended up playing the part of Uncle Guard, and we took my hair um, and stuffed it into a beret, um, and my friend, she was also, I think she was Eddie, um, and we did, we did the American Girl, we performed the play for no one except for ourselves. Her mom directed it and played the piano, um, we read some kind of a some kind of a script, I remember. Um, and we had a Victorian tea party because that is something that Samantha would do. So such a memorable event. Would love to get my hands on that script sometime soon. Um, if anybody knows how to access it, please let the world know. Happy birthday. Hello, my name is Grace Allen. When I was a kid, I really, really wanted a birthday party at the American Girl Place but I live in England then, that wasn't really possible. Um, I only had one American girl doll, Emily, at the time, and my mum, she got us matching outfits and a whole bunch of hair accessories, and we spent the whole morning doing the hairstyles from the American Girl Place website, and then we went out for lunch with me and Emily in our matching outfits. We went to the theatre, and then when I came home, she had baked a replica of the American Girl Place birthday cake and um, made a whole afternoon tea inspired by it. And it was so lovely. And I just treasure that. Um, 
I also have the same birthday as Samantha Parkington. We're both May 26th. So I've also had tea parties inspired by Samantha for my birthdays. Hi, my name is Lainey South. For me, well, my name is Lainey, of course. And the 2010 American Girl doll, her name was Lainey as well. And my grandma used to take me and my cousin, who had a just-like-me doll who she named Kara because her name was Kara, and she used to take us to the Santa Monica American Girl store every year for about six or seven years until I moved away to a different state and would take us every summer for our birthdays because we're six weeks apart. So she would take us at that three-week point between our birthdays, and we would go and we'd spend the whole day there. And she also bought us our first Biddy Babies when we were about two for our second birthdays as well. And American Girl will always have a special place in my heart for birthdays because that is where I spent my birthday with my Grammy, who is no longer with us anymore. And it's a way that, you know, I can go there on my birthday sometimes with my cousin and we can just remember all the good times that we've had with her. Hi, my name is Melinda. And in my family, when my sisters and I each turned seven, and I'm the second sister, so I was the second one who got to do this. When we turned seven, and this was in the 90s, I turned seven in 1998, um, we were able to call in and place our order for our American Girl doll. Each of us only got one doll. Um, I got Josefina, my older sister had Molly, and my younger sister uh, chose Samantha. Um, when we turned seven, we got to call them, and it was almost like a rite of passage. Um, oh, and I think you probably just heard my dog bark in the background. Anyway, it was a rite of passage. My dad would be on the other phone. Um, and so he would help with all of the, you know, credit card information. But we got to be the ones who called and talked to the representative on the other line and placed the order for our doll. It was really um, super exciting and just, like, very special. And now nobody does that kind of thing anymore. You can't – you don't really order over the phone from catalogs like you used to. So that's a memory that I have of American Girl and my birthday. My sister's got to experience it too, and it just feels like something of, you know, very much the past that, you know, just really isn't a thing anymore. So that was my experience, and I was glad I got to share. Hi, my name is Sarah. When I was growing up, I don't remember how old I was, we threw the full Wizard of Oz birthday party from the American Girl magazine complete with the black and white cake that was rainbow on the inside. I think we colored it with jello powder. We did the punch bowl of the melted witch. We made the tissue paper poppies. And my friend's mom, who lived across the street, made a Dorothy dress for my American Girl doll to match my Dorothy dress. So um, probably one of the more epic birthday parties I had. Hi, this is Amanda Annis. Uh wanted to call in and share my birthday story for American Girls. I had already loved Samantha, an all-consuming love, by the time of my eighth birthday in April of 1996. From the time I received her the previous summer, my grandmother and I had sewn all of her outfits from patterns she bought from the Pleasant Company catalog, recreating each dress faithfully. She even bought the patterns for me to dress like my beloved doll. It was obvious that I would just faithfully recreate Samantha's birthday tea 
with pedophores and peppermint ice cream for my birthday party. No questions needed to be asked. My mother and I made the desserts exactly like the pictures, and I laid the table for a group of second graders with cut glass goblets. My favorite gift that year, without question, was my membership to the American Girls Historical Society, which deepened my love of history and that I still carry with me today. Hi, my name is Maggie Lane, and for my 10th birthday, at the time there were only three American Girl stores, and my parents had planned a trip to take my whole family, including my two brothers, my poor, dear, sweet brothers, planned a trip to the New York American Girl store, and we got to go for my 10th birthday. We got to go to the little bistro and go to the many stories of the American Girl store, and it was a very special birthday, not only to get to go there in the store, at the restaurant, and then on top of it, when I'm looking through the store trying to pick something out, one thing for myself, my brothers each funded a gift and they picked out a special bowling set to play with my dolls with me and they liked the bowling set so it's a very sweet memory I still have that bowling set I'm now almost 30 years old and I still have that set and it reminds me of just how sweet and caring my brothers were on a trip that could have been very boring for them um, but they made it very sweet and special and that will always be a highlight birthday of American Girl for me. Hey, uh, it's Alexi, and I'm now 36 years old, but in 1996, I was turning 10 years old, and I decided to have a joint Samantha-themed birthday party with my friend Jessica at the Grand Hotel in Point Clear, Alabama. Um, we had pedophores served to us by our fathers, who were dressed in tuxedos with tails, pretending to be our butlers. So, you know, pretty good. Hey, American Girls. My name is Larissa. I am from Colorado. I am responding to your prompt of do you have any American Girl birthday memories, which, duh, of course I do. So for like three years solid, so probably from when I was 11, no, from when I was 10, um, 12, 13. So, like, yeah, for like three years from 10 to 13, I read – um samantha's birthday um in the morning of my birthday um and that was really exciting for me because i was reading like a bigger book for me at least <laughs> so i was reading this book by myself and it was it's the one where like this little shit like ruins her ice cream and then she like goes into like town to get like real ice cream and i was like this guy fucking sucks so much this is so gross i can't believe I can't, I'm just disgusted, the audacity. Um, so basically, I think that I was realizing that I was, in fact, a lesbian, which just, yeah, of course. So that's a very happy birthday memory for me, is reading Samantha's birthday surprise on my actual birthday. Um, and yeah, that little shit was terrible. Yeah, I literally am getting mad right now thinking about him. I would drop kick that little fucker if he tried to ruin my ice cream on my birthday. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. 
we might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.